welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Pray in the language of the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. I want to hear your voice. I want you to teach me. I'm seated under the watershed of the Holy Spirit. We invite your presence in our midst, Lord. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen and amen. I'm preaching on the subject, which is a teaser to what I really want to preach. I'll preach that, the main topic, next week. But this is a teaser to usher us into the main subject. I'm teaching on the subject, beginning the conversation with the loss. Beginning the conversation with the loss. That clap was not powerful for that message. Now, in, in, in this church, we have that culture of applauding the subject matter of the preaching because it is God's word to us. So when a man of God stands here to say, I am preaching on the subject, this, it means that I am bringing you God's word. And if you are a corporate person and you, are, you go for a meeting where the minister of 111 comes and he begins to talk, you see that they clap. Anything, if he sees Christ, they'll clap. So when the man of God declares, I'm preaching on so-so and so, we believe that it's honorable for you to applaud and appreciate the word that God is bringing to you. So I'm preaching on the subject, beginning the conversation with the lost soul. Amen. Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 6 and verse 17. We are running, running through the message. In 30 minutes, I should be done. Can you give me a softer version so that I can run through quickly? After this, the Lord chose another 72 men and sent them out by two by two to go ahead of him to every town and place where he himself was about to go. Amen. So sometimes when we are having a guest and they send protocol ahead, don't be saying, hey, now, hey, man of God, now, hey, national protocol for, no. Sometimes when you read the Bible, it will help. So before Jesus goes into towns, men go out there to prepare the ground. He said to them, there is a large harvest, but few workers to gather it in. Pray to the owner of the harvest that he will send out workers to gather in his harvest. 
Go, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Don't take a purse or a beggar's bag or shoes. Don't stop to greet anyone on the road. So sometimes we can give you direction. <laughs> Say, Aquantre. Jesus was giving them direction. As you are going, this is the prophetic direction. Don't talk to anybody on the road. When you get into the city, you start talking. Amen. Hey. That's how that country is wild. Those are when you see that they say then Charlie, you run away. I'm not talking about that. Whenever you go into a house, so Jesus is not going to let them know that there are places you will go and it will be nice. There are people you talk to that it will be nice. There are some people too you will talk to and you will feel like you are a fool standing before them. So Jesus knew. So look at what he said. Whenever you go into a house, first say, peace be with this house. If someone who is peace loving lives there, let your greeting of peace remain on that house. If not, that means there are two types of people you are likely to meet when you move on the field. If not, take back your greeting of peace. Verse 17. The 72 men came back in great joy. Lord, they said, even the demons obeyed us when we gave them a command in your name. Beginning the conversation with a lost soul. The soul in this question we are talking about is that man or that woman who isn't a Christian, in other words, who has not accepted the Lord as, as his personal savior. Many of us have encountered many challenges. Yesterday we went out again and they came back with reports and all that. And I said they should chill. Today I will help them. So we are going to look at three main um, 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 documented challenges so winners encounter on the field of trying to win a soul, which also you will encounter in the conversation with the soul you have met. Number one, I know it's not a prophetic service, but this one is more blessed. I'm telling you. Number one, the first problem is that the Christian is scared to death to engage in personal soul winning. Most Christians are scared to death. Fear of soul winning. That is the main reason why we don't even try to initiate the conversation. So right from the beginning, the problem began. You yourself and most of us here are not winning souls or are not speaking to people about Christ all because of that inherent fear. Yes or no? Do I have a witness? Let me see your hand. Just, just be honest. And I will show you that all of us here, we have that fear. I mean, sitting in the trotro, haven't you realized that sometimes you want to share, but there is a barrier of fear. Even when we are going for soul winning, you can see a soul coming, but <laughs> hello, are you here? I want to, 
Don't be tense. This is a family affair. I want to help somebody. You can pass by a soul that you know that you should talk to. Charlie, the fear of what am I going to meet? Are you following? So that's one of the first, the first fear most of us encounter. Everybody wants to be a soul winner. Everybody here, God knows that, Charlie, in your heart, if you wish, you are a soul winner. You can reach out to people. But the question is, the fear of starting the conversation is what has kept you where you are. It is simply because you don't know how to win a soul. You don't know where to start from and what to say. And you are wondering where you are going to start from and get the person. And So why don't I think about myself? You are in the plane. You are seated with someone. You wish you could start a conversation in the line of winning a soul, but you can't because of fear and it is simply because also that we have not been with the Lord I'll I'll tell you why when it comes to evangelism we conquer fear by fear when it comes to evangelism we use fear to conquer fear I want to break the ice now when it comes to evangelism, we use the fear of God to conquer the fear to start the conversation. And you may not be able to use the fear of the Lord when you have not been with the Lord. Because it is when you have been with the Lord that, you, that your, your level of love for the Lord, your level of honor for the Lord your level of knowledge of the Lord will cause you to honor his word more than the fear to start obeying his word. Any man that bees with the Lord or is with the Lord or walks with the Lord or lives with the Lord or listens to the Lord or listens to the word of the Lord consistently, obeying the Lord consistently will be able to win a soul. The greatest problem is that you and I, we spend less time with the Lord. So in Mark chapter 3, verse 13 to 14, when Jesus was calling the disciples, the first thing he said in the King James verse, he said, he called them to be with him. Our first responsibility of soul witness is to be with the Lord. We will forever be with the Lord. Even when we die, we will be with the Lord. She has gone to be with the Lord. He has gone to be with the Lord. Blah, blah, blah. So you will always be with the Lord, but... Being with the Lord is in different states. When you are alive, when we say you are with the Lord, it's different from when you are dead. So the courage to overcome that fear is birth in your communion and your walking with Jesus. You will love to honor God than to fear. So the fear of disobeying God, the fear of disobeying God will disappear. Because you are in reverential fear of God. Like, I'm fearing man, so I'm disobeying God. Because you know who God is. If I come and tell you, um, if you don't go to church, you come and be in the house. Will you really mind him? No. If I come and tell you, oh, Cristiano Ronaldo said, if you don't, if, if you continue giving tight, 
he will not be your friend. Will you care? But if God tells you, if you don't give your life to Christ, you will not go to heaven. You will take it serious. Or if you're, let's say you're a child, and your father says, if you don't do your homework, no, you know, I put some new TV in the house for the children, and I regulate it. I have the remote control myself. So they watch it on condition of obedience. So if you don't do your, your homework, hey, no Apple TV. And that alone can crack their head. So they check each other. Hey, let's do it to Elsa, no TV. Because from Monday to Friday, no TV for them. It is constant. You don't watch TV. It's weekend. So if they weekend to a Bebowa, Pastor, you are training them. Eh? If I don't train them, you people now say, eh, so from So winning without doubt is the most terrifying thing to every genuine Christian. It's because we have not been with the Lord. When we stay with God, I'm not saying go into the bush, but walk in consonance walk in agreement with his word, obeying his word daily, you will not allow that fear of evangelism will die out of you because the fear of the Lord will fill your heart and that will supersede the fear to reach out. Let me run through. Number two, the second problem is that what we face is the resentment of the loss. Sometimes you'll be talking to the people and they'll look at you, Tolu. You don't even know whether what you are saying is sensible. Resentfulness. That's one of the challenges you face on the field when you are winning souls. Yes or no? I want a witness. If it's yes, lift your right hand. Go ahead and say yes, I can't hear. Yeah. They'll be looking at you. Oh, can I take your number? No. Okay, take this track. I'm okay. I'm fine. Please, can I talk? They're looking at you. You don't even know. So that is one of the challenges you face. And you are not the first person to face that. It started in the days of Ezekiel. Chapter 2, verses. Let me show you GNT. Quickly. So these are the things that you see. He said, but you, mortal man, must not be afraid of them or of anything they say. They will defy and despise you. It will be like living among scorpions. Still, don't be afraid of those rebels or of anything they say. Give me the NLT. Son of man, do not be afraid. Do not fear them or their words. Some of them can use vulgar words on you. Some of them can use very wild words on you. It is normal. God knows. He said, don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid, even though their threats around you, like their threats around you are like nestles and prayers and stinking scorpions. Do not be dismayed by their dark crows. No, I want King James. There's a word there. Uh-huh. Be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks. So you are going to face people who will not give you a good and welcoming ambience. That is one of the challenges 
we face when we go for evangelism. We can, we can easily start conversations in any area of life except for evangelism because we fear that immediately you start because people have many experiences in churches. Yesterday we met one. The, the, the person said, eh, he used to go to a church. He went there once. And because they wanted him to come, they called him. When he went, the first day, after the first day, nobody called him again. So when you meet such a person, this experience will shut him up. You meet some people too. I met someone who used to serve a very great man of God. I know I'll mention his name. Very powerful guy. He used to carry communion. The last time I met him, that was about three months ago. I said, hey, long time. So I said, where are you? And I said, I don't go to church again. I'm a Christian at home. I'm a Christian in my heart. I love God. As for church, is done. I was shocked. So if you meet such a person, the person is going to be very resentful. You are going to meet people who left churches because their boyfriends in the same church broke their heart. And the pastor did not intervene. Why should the pastor intervene? Was he there when you were accepting the proposal? Uh-huh. When your chemistry was boiling, no? <laughs> was he in your chemistry? No. So that person has left church and doesn't want to have anything to do with church. So when you get there and you start talking, mm, resentfulness is normal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, and sometimes it's also the way we approach them. You meet them, no? Are you born again? Are you going to hell or heaven? Are you a Christian? You don't know what is passing in the mind of the guy you have met. The thing that is chasing him no, is not about heaven or hell. He's, talk, he, he's not in the realm of the spiritual. You have a high regard for spiritual things. But he is today. His matter is today. He doesn't know tomorrow. And Jesus said that do not worry yourself about the things that the Gentiles think about. So when you meet the lost soul, oh no, no, what he will eat, where he will stay, how he will marry, how he will get money, that is his problem. Not heaven or hell. Now what could you know say? Are you going to heaven or hell? He don't have time for you. Are you here? Yes. So you, you, we, 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 we can initiate the resentfulness by ourselves, by the way we approach them. Are you born again? What is born again? So I saw a clip where the guy was being asked, are you born again? He said, I cannot be born again. I cannot born again. I cannot born again. This economy, I cannot born again. I have five children. You have been in church, so you understand the term born again. I cannot born again. I have five children. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have failed many times because we have done many things from the flesh level. May we begin to use the spirit to reach out. The third challenge you will see is that the, that we always have the answer yes, I am a Christian, when we ask them. 
you go out for evangelism, instead of you concentrating to share the gospel, you are asking the person, are you a Christian? The person out of documented, statistically, out of 10, 9 will tell you I'm a Christian. Who has experienced that? Let me see. Who can confirm that? Yeah. Just the, and when they say I'm a Christian, it means they've shut you down. Continue going to church. The Lord bless you. Look, you failed. So if you if you go on evangelism, it's not your business to ask. Are you a Christian? When you ask, they will tell you yes. They will tell you yes. I'm a Pentecostal. I'm a Catholic. I'm a Methodist. I go to ICGC. I go to Lighthouse. I go here. I go. We are not talking about going here, going here. I was in church all throughout my life. I've never become wayward. My name said they are discocrate. I don't know how to go and stand and buy beer. If even I was not born again, I'm going to stand beer bar and no, it's not part of me. So I don't know those things. But Christianity is not just about morality. We are talking about the salvation of the soul. I've been in church all throughout my life. All throughout my life. But in JSS, a friend, his name is Johnson. I visited him in his room and he slaughtered pornography into the movie. Ah, Charlie, the thing started. <laughs> there are things in this world that I was like, hey, what is this? What is this? <laughs> I don't, and, and you see, when you are caught in such a scene, you cannot get up. So I was there like five minutes. It drew five minutes now. I was not afraid of God. I was afraid of my mother. <laughs> I just got up. Because I could hear her voice. Nana ya umebo. And I got out. But you see that five minutes was all the devil needed. To possess a little boy. Tally the movie, the scenes. Ha! Huh. I was in church. I was winning souls. I was in intercession. I was fasting and praying. But every moment, every day, I was addicted. Until one day in third year, secondary school, I went to church at Calvary Temple. I was there. I've been there for long. And the pastor was preaching on the power of the blood of Jesus. I wept. Ah, that is the encounter that silences the arguments. Yeah. I wept and wept and wept. The next day, you know those days, Internet Cafe was flourishing. So I went to the Internet Cafe. We used to play FIFA at the, at the Internet Cafe. So you go for, when you see a young person going to the internet cafe, it's either he's going to play FIFA, matter combat, or pornography. No, we be two windows. Oh, but no way change. Oh, 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 oh,
<laughs> so I was watching, I was great, I was playing FIFA. Then I was tempted to open the site. Then I started laughing at myself. Because at that point, the appetite, the taste, the desire of such movies was gone. So you meet me in town to evangelize me. I'll tell you, I go to church. But I'm not saved. Are you here with me? So if you go out there and you are like, did you go to church? You failed. That's not evangelism. When Jesus came, he didn't tell them, do you go to the synagogue every day? Do you go to the temple every day? Do you have a pastor? He didn't ask them. He sent his message to them. So don't go out there asking people, do you go to church? Are you a Christian? Don't tell you yes. There are people in this church, the only knowledge I know about them is that it is on paper. They are members of this church by paper. Are you following me? So there are people also here, they have their names in five churches. They are everywhere. Aladura, they are there. Catholic, they are there. Methodist, Presby. Pentecost, ICGC. I'm going to that just in case this one is real and they are using list. Yes, Emmanuel, this. Oh, your name is no. But God is not a God of denomination. He's the God of love. He's the God that sends his son to save humankind. No matter who he is, no matter where they are, Jesus came to save everyone. I thought you were clapping. Most people have no idea as to whether, whether they are saved or not. And next week, I'm going to teach on two things. The content of next week's message is how to start the conversation. And number two, how to find out whether somebody is born again or not without him knowing. So you are, finding, you are finding out from the laws his status as a Christian, but he will not know that you are trying to find it out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now what solution can be given in this case? Where the person who is supposed to evangelize is afraid, is afraid. Then the person who is being evangelized to is resentful. And then the third one is, you ask, are you, you can, you can, Design that the person is not born again, but the person says he is a Christian. What do you do? John chapter 16, verse 13 to 15. Quickly, softer version. When, however, the Spirit comes, who reveals the truth about God, he will lead you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but he will speak of what he hears. And will tell you of things to come. He will give me. He will give me glory. Because he will take what I say. And tell it to you. All that my father is, has is mine. That is why I said. The spirit will take what I give him. And tell it to you. How do you solve this? You must learn to work with the Holy Spirit. Yes, when you are approaching a loss, you must work with the Holy Spirit. You must not begin in the haste. 
You must not pressurize the loss. It's not by might. It can take 20 visitations for that soul to surrender. It can take two years. You have no idea. And some of you, only God knows how many years it took for him to convince you that he came to die for you. And today you are seated here as if you have never, 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 never rebelled against God. So when you step out there, remember how difficult it was for you to settle as a Christian. Assume that that loss will, it, 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 you cannot win him by the might of your power. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth and will reveal things to you. He will show you how. Remember last week, Nicodemus and the woman at the well. You don't go at your level. You go and meet them at their level. Don't start the conversation at your level. You are spiritual. They are not spiritual. Their spirit is dead. So they are not sensitive to God. You are sensitive to God. Don't start at that level. Start at their level. Start gradually. You can start casually. And move the conversation as Jesus did into spiritual matters. You can even start without quoting scripture. You can begin to build. That is why we say be nice. That's why Jesus even said, love your enemies. Because if you are not nice to somebody in your community, you don't greet the, peop- the, the person. Today when you met me, I want to share the gospel. You, you, you want to share what? What gospel do you have that you are come to share? Every day you see me, you pass by. Today, dear, you want to win? No. Be nice. Prepare an atmosphere in your community. Prepare an atmosphere with how many unbelievers do you have as friends? All your friends are Christians. It's good. Then how will you reach out to them? You don't have Muslims who are your friends. No. You don't have any unbeliever who you relate to. No. The unbeliever, sometimes you share war with Muslims and you are fighting with them. How will you talk to them about about Christ? Sometimes their, their parents will never listen, but the children can be warned. Let us know how to start the conversation by following the leadings of the Spirit. I end by saying, when you relax in your conversation, you buy the interest of the lost. The the lost does not feel pressured to take something he's not prepared for. Yeah. When we met um, Clement, Clement is not here today. Clement, are you around? Okay. He was going somewhere. And we approached myself and Dr. Roland. We were cool. Talked to him. Unnecessary things came in. School burn out cold, they say, say, where are you going? Blah, 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 blah. They were speaking tree. My tree is not good. I speak good tongues. Kabalenda Pahatosa. So they were talking, and I was watching. Yeah. And it took about 20 to 25 minutes to bring him to that point. And then he can tell you that for the past one, one, one days or weeks, in the past two weeks, the two weeks he has been to church and he's here today. If we had not met him, he wouldn't be here. Are you here. There are many people. You think that there are churches in this area, so that I'm telling you, 
they are unbelievers saturated in this community. And every one of us must have that kingdom mindset, even at your workplace. Kingdom mindset. Who can I save? Who is the next person I can save? You are a marketer of Christ. Because anything can happen to anybody at any time. And that will be the end of their story. May God anoint you. May the Lord give you that wisdom. Because he that wins a soul is wise. Close your eyes and lift up your right hand. You can clap. <laughs> lift up your right hand. And begin to pray to God in one minute. Lord, fill my heart with love to see everyone as your child and to reach out to everyone with the message of the gospel, the message of your goodness, the message of your mercies, the message of Christ dying on the cross the reality of his resurrection and the life he's given to us. And though we have weakness in the flesh, Jesus gave us what he prepared for us and not we deserve and not what we deserve. Lord, fill my lungs and my heart and my lips with your wisdom to be able to draw men to you. In the name of Jesus, we break the spirit of fear we declare that the souls of men are prepared for a great harvest in this community. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed and everyone shall shout a big amen. Shout a big amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.